1: Welcome back to another episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. My name is Tyler here with my friends. And if you have not been with us over the last couple of weeks, you need to stop right now and go back and watch these last couple episodes because we're talking about Pastor Ryan's book called Unbound. Okay, this is a resource that's going to help you walk uh, in victory and freedom in Jesus. And so really excited for our time today, joined by my friend Brayden, Katie, and Kaylee. And uh, it's going to be a great time today. Before we start, maybe you're listening in and you don't know us. You're not familiar with us. We're gonna get familiar. Brayden, what do people need to know about you? Who are you? Maybe a fun fact, and then we'll go around the table.
2: Yeah, uh, my name is Brayden. Uh, I'd say a pretty fun fact about me is uh, my favorite thing to listen to, music-wise, is actually generally movie scores, like the soundtracks from movies. I love them, especially. Yeah, come on, okay. Yeah, love it. I sometimes listen to that while I'm driving. So I, I love, nice. I love movie uh, soundtracks.
0: Okay. Well, hey, hey, my name is Katie. Um, a fun fact about me is that I lived in Ohio for like a year when I was nine wow. years old. Why? I don't know. Over here. <laughs> yeah. It was a cool experience. Got to see snow. So that was that.
1: That's <laughs> true. That's true. I have lots of thoughts about Ohio, but different time. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: my name is Kaylee.
3: Um, and a fact that you should know, I know it's a little weird, but I love pickle flavored things. So like salad kits, they have a dill pickle flavored one. I mean like to me, you can't go wrong with it.
0: No. I'm I pickled
3: right now. Yeah, that's Dad
1: I'm pickled by that answer and response, but that's great. Excited. Well, as uh, college age students uh, at our church, I'm excited that we're gathering around the table to talk about some really important things. This this resource, Unbound, uh, is really an opportunity for so many of us to walk through and experience freedom in our lives. I'm just so grateful that Pastor Ryan has, has worked through this and, and presented this for us to be able to use as a resource and to build our lives on. And and we're going to go right in. So if you're listening, we're going to go right into the conversation. In this book, Unbound, the idea pulls off of a guy named Lazarus, which we know was a guy who died. He was in the grave for four days. Jesus comes, he sees him, he weeps over him, and then he raises him from the dead. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about Lazarus, he's somebody that we maybe talk about a lot, this idea that, man, Jesus raised him from the dead, but we know that he came out of the grave resurrected and alive but he still had grave clothes on him and so we're going to talk about the idea of of christ's resurrection's power being something that we need to remember because as followers of jesus we don't want to be walking around in grave clothes which are really anything that holds us back from everything that god has for us so yeah kaylee why is this idea of christ's resurrection power so important for us to remember in our lives to keep at the forefront of our thoughts and and really motivate us in life
3: yeah i think a lot of times as Christians, we kind of get into this mentality of like, oh, it's it's just about salvation, which if salvation was the only gift he ever gave us, it's like more than enough. Right. But additionally, one of the best things about Jesus and God is that he gives us freedom beyond that to mm-hmm. like have life here on earth, like abundant. And I think that is what's important about his resurrection power. It, was, it wasn't just momentary for your sins, but it's for your lifetime to step into like a life of excitement and a life of more and a life of freedom. And I think that is just one thing I wish everybody knew. Like yep. I, I wish they knew they could live in, in the abundance of his life. And uh, that's just like my family's verses, Ephesians 3.20. He, yeah. he does exceedingly Come abundantly on, mm-hmm. more than you ask to imagine. I think that's what people need to know.
1: That's a great That's a great thought. Come on. Brayden,
2: what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's it's something that as a Christian, sometimes I think we get kind of, Kaylee to your point, we kind of forget that that's like something we have. And, uh, for us now, I think one of the things that encourages me is like the resurrection power. He beat death. Like that was the ultimate, like nothing had beat death. He beat death. So if he beat death, what he, what can he not do? Mm -hmm. He can, he can restore my heart from brokenness. He can, uh, heal me from the life of that. I lived. He can, he can do anything, uh, that is according to his will. Mm -hmm. And so like when I go into like situations where I feel super, uh defeated or down or anything like that. I'm like, "No, Jesus, his resurrection power because I have a relationship with Jesus. He he has that uh it's offered to me as well. Mm-hmm. So I can walk in the victory every single day and not just be like, "Oh, I'm good for today." No, I, I walk in it every single day. I think it's something that we uh need to remember like every day. Yeah, come on.
0: Yeah, Katie. for sure. Like going off of what Haley said, like it really just allows us to step into the freedom mm-hmm that the Lord has for us with confidence, mm-hmm. right? Because of the power and the authority that we have because of this one name, Jesus, right? So I just like to remember that because like it gives me that sense of freedom, mm-hmm. understanding that, hey, like it's not just me.
1: That's so true. And I love this, that in if this idea that uh, Paul talks about in Colossians, I'm gonna read it in a second chapter three, there's this idea of us pull, putting off our old life, mm-hmm. you know, and putting on the new life in Christ. I think about when I used to play soccer, I would get done with this like, you know, a game and I'm filthy and I got this nasty Jersey and it'd be torn up and it'd be dirty. And sometimes, uh, there, there gotta be a point in, um, in my career where I literally needed to have that thrown away and be given a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that idea of like our old life has been cast away and we've been literally given this new life. And and Paul says this in, in Colossians, he says, since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. And I think we're just living in a cultural time and history and moment where we have to be thinking about the things of heaven Mm -hmm. and setting our sights on what God says about who we are and setting our sights on what God is doing in our world and what he wants us to be a part of. And so I think that's just a fresh reminder for us of the importance of remembering resurrection power, what flows through our veins and and is with you. Uh, Leading into the next thought, I think that Pastor Ryan rolls out really when you talk about what Jesus has done for us, you see again, Lazarus, he's hes resurrected. He has new life, but he's stinky. Like <laughs> he's got grave clothes on him. Like he, he's he got some stuff and he's, he's still bound up. He's alive, but he's, he's bound. And I think we're living in a time in history where we want to feel like we're alive, but there are things that are pulling for our mm-hmm. attention. And really when it comes to even the idea of uh, living sexually pure or this idea of of God having a say about our sexuality, we don't talk about it a lot, mm-hmm. right? But but God does, right? Mm-hmm. And so, anything that the Lord talks about and has a heart for and has an opinion on, we should kind of lean into and, and listen. So, uh, when it comes to getting rid of our grave clothes, right? Your The things that are maybe binding you up, old mindsets, old thoughts, why is it so important? Um, and why what should we think about when it comes to this idea of, of sexuality and, and what God says about it?
3: Yeah. Kaylee. Um, honestly, I think this has been one of the biggest things I've been thinking about, like in my first year of ministry, Um, because we are in a time that we've seen so many leaders fall because of this topic, this ambiguous thing. Um, And I think I've just watched the leaders that I look up to and I've, I've tried to like think about it separately and like what about them makes them, so, such a, a leader you want to follow, and I think a lot of times it's it's the purity they live their life by. Um, and I, I love this verse in First Corinthians six nineteen that says, "My body is a temple of the Holy yeah, Spirit." Yeah, so great. Um, which means in anything, like purity is something you should be striving after—not striving, but looking to yep, achieve so. and and live by. Um, and I think um I've had some conversations with students because that's primarily what I do. I get to look over students' worship and. They're just confused about sexuality and, and how are we supposed to live? Like, um, and there's just no compass anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing I encouraged them was just like, everything you're looking at in our culture today is something that is trying to throw you off mm-hmm. and your social media, especially like I love tennis shoes and everywhere on my feed, tennis shoes are followed by a picture of a guy with a shirt off. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. but it comes in that picture in itself is maybe not horrible but it shouldn't be continuously crossing my mind. And the more you look at stuff, the more you think about it and dwell on it. Um, And so in the conversations that I have with students, I tell them like, whatever you can, like in whatever you're doing, like flee from it. Like even shows, I remember watching a show one time and in and of itself, it was not a bad Mm -hmm. show, but just the continuous of seeing stuff that's like, you know what, I really don't need to look at this. Mm -hmm. I don't need to have it playing in my mind because whether you believe it or not, like you're going Mm -hmm. to see that in the future when you close your eyes, you know what I mean? It it always comes back. So I think in any way you can do to like flee and like just purify your mind and think of good things and holy things is, um, I think the best way to kind of flee from that kind of a grave close.
1: Yep. That's great. And it's prevalent. It's in our culture. Uh, it's in our world. You know, I got a three-year-old and I'm just going, man, how do I, Mm -hmm. how do I raise a three-year-old in the, in the day and age in which he is right. And none of us are, 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 are toddlers, right? We're, we're adults, but a lot of us are doing work with young people and mm-hmm. who, are, who are shaped by ideologies and thoughts and, and patterns of this world. Um, so we'd love for you guys to, to weigh in on this as well. Uh, Katie, would love for you to share maybe a scripture or a thought.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm immediately reminded of the scripture in Matthew 16, verse 24. Um, and it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple That's must great. deny mm-hmm. themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Right. So it's just this idea of like crucifying the things of the flesh. So that way we can live the life of holiness and pursue holiness, um, the way that God intends for us. Um, and I think it's so interesting because it's like, we can trust the creator with his design for sex, right? Mm -hmm. We can trust that he has our best interest in mind. And it's really just about being intentional about crucifying the things of the flesh.
2: Mm -hmm. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'd love to bounce off of that. Like even the word deny and yeah. crucify, it's its something that we don't want to do. Mm. Like, well, as a, as a human, we're naturally uh, inclined to, to see these things. And especially social media is such a big one. Um, I'd also include music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Music is a very uh big popular place where there's a lot of explicit things in it. And the importance of like, uh putting those safeguards on mm-hmm. isn't like, yeah, it's super fun. You're denying what, your sinful nature wants and that's something that i think uh a lot of times even as i've talked to students as well like that's that they're confused by that because they don't why they're like why should i do that it 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 seems to be good it i want to do it but um when god is asking us like deny ourselves so you can follow me because he has a much better plan for sure for it Mm -hmm. um what i like music specifically is one thing that like i was like okay uh as someone like i said earlier like i listened to soundtrack stuff that was part of the reason because i felt like the lord was like look this other music that's out there isn't going to get your mind in the right place Mm -hmm. we have uh music we have tv shows we have social media like there's so many things that are going Mm -hmm. for our attention and some of them like kaylee said isn't like in and of itself a bad thing Mm -hmm. but repeatedly joke repeated jokes repeated things that is in the humor is going to make our mind like the more it's there the more it's going to come up in our head so um I think taking that up, taking those off, like maybe deleting social media, yep. mm-hmm. taking a break from music, stuff like that is like, that's how we take it off so that we don't, it's not there easily mm-hmm. acceptable. When we take our grave clothes off, it's, yep. I don't want this, so I don't want it anywhere near me. Right? Spirit.
0: Yeah, That yes. was such a big thing for me, like when I first came to Christ, like protecting my eye gates and like my ear yep. gates and stuff like that, because... I feel like there's this stigma of it being like legalistic or mm-hmm. like, you know, like you don't have to be that strict around it, but it's so important because it's little things like that, that can be detrimental mm-hmm. to right. our, you know, pursuing holiness, you Yeah, know? Yeah.
1: That's great. I think what Paul says, right. Um, some things might be permissible, mm-hmm. but doesn't mean it's beneficial. Right. Yeah. right. There's a lot of things that are, I could do it. Yeah. We could do it. Right. I'm not even talking about, is it beneficial? Right. Mm-hmm. Even like, sir, I've been, guys, I've been in in Netflix shows. I'm like, I love this show. I love it. But there's just, I'll start to get this conviction of mm-hmm. Lord going, I know you like it. And I understand why you like it. But is this really building your spirit up? Is right. this is this moving the dial of discipleship in your life mm-hmm. forward? Is this really what you want to go to bed thinking about? And, and to be honest, like my wife and I've had many conversations. Where we're like, yep, yeah, that's just, can't watch that anymore you're having messed up dreams at night well maybe if you're what you're watching correlate you know so Mm -hmm. i think yeah uh when we talk about sexuality and we talk about just life in general and living a life of freedom you cannot talk about that without talking about boundaries and safeguards Mm -hmm. and boundaries are a thing of love because it provides freedom right i know i can operate in this space and i'm free to do so and so i think we just we talk about it more what it looks like to Ask for God's opinion on not just sexuality, but living right. There's mm-hmm. if we got a new life, the new life is a new life, right? Which means we got to steward the new life differently. Right. So uh, I want to move on because Pastor Ryan talks about this idea of of sin and God, right? And there's a, a scripture in Colossians uh, chapter three, verse six that says, "Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming." Now, if I just stop there, we like, oh snap. Aren't you glad you listened to the podcast today? The anger (laughs) of God is coming to you. But it doesn't stop there, right? It doesn't stop there. Um, It it continues on and we will get the revelation and the truth that that God is, uh, he's, him and sin are not compatible, right? And so when we talk about sin, we have to understand that God loves us as human beings, but there's a a real sin uh, issue that we need to stop to consider. So let's talk about sin. Let's talk about missing the mark. Like why, why is holiness a big deal we talked about it a little bit um but i think our culture doesn't respond to that well it's like mm. e- even though we live in a broken world this idea of like we're all sinners and need of a savior which is yeah. actually like should be the most freeing thing because mm-hmm. then we don't we can admit we don't we can't save ourselves right so let's talk about that what do you guys think about that
0: yeah well i think sin like it really it's something that separates us from god right, right? Mm-hmm. and it, it was something that was never in his plan for us So he calls us to be sanctified. He calls us to be holy. And just understanding this, like, allows us to understand a little bit about God's character more. Um, And that actually reminds me of something Jackie Hill Perry said. Love her, guys. Um, (laughs) But she said, like, if God is holy, then he can't sin. And if he can't sin, that means he can't sin against us, right? Mm -hmm. So that would make him the most trustworthy being there is. You know what I mean? It's like we can trust in his goodness um, and understanding that. He doesn't want that lifestyle for mm-hmm, us, yeah. right? So it's important for us to be yielded to his spirit so that way we can walk out this life of holiness that he has for us. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah. uh I think of it like God created us, right? He he did it uh out of his heart. Well, he did it from the dust for you know, you know how you know how it goes. But like I'm thinking like if you create something, you have a purpose for, you have a design mm-hmm. for, you want it to be a certain way and sin was the thing that made it it go the other way. We were then tainted. Um, don't judge me, guys, for this, but I love Lego sets. Lego sets are, like, my favorite <laughs> thing so to do. It's a
1: shame-free zone, bro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh the uh, circle of the table. But, but uh, one thing I learned is that, like, if I'm building something and I put the time in, I put the effort in, I want to see it displayed in the way it was supposed to right. be designed. Mm-hmm. But the way the sim worked is, like, we had the design, we were created. It's like a Lego set that got pushed off the edge of a counter. Mm-hmm. It was shattered. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful that God didn't let us that. Right. He, he picked us up. He put us back together. Um. But like when you think about it, like it would make sense that God is, because he's so holy and he's yeah. perfect and he's not uh, someone who can sin, he would be so opposed to sin that destroys the very creation that he loves so much. Exactly. Yeah. Great.
3: yeah. I think I kind of, I know it's kind of crazy, but I kind of like to think that God gets angry at sin. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, because it, it challenges me to like, also be convicted so much that I get angry at sin. Mm-hmm, not not mm-hmm. that I'm angry at the sinner or what the people do, but that I like live in such a way that I try to avoid it mm-hmm. at all costs. Um, and I love, I don't know, I really, one of my favorite things about God is like the fact that he gives us conviction. Mm-hmm. Cause it, it just can, it challenges me to be a better human being. And yeah. I love, I love this verse and it says, finally brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's yeah. noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Um, And I just like, if at the end of my life I was described as praiseworthy, or not praiseworthy, trustworthy, mm-hmm. admirable, pure, rather than angry, sinful, greedy, like, man, I would so much rather be identified by those characteristics mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. continuously falling into uh, just a trap of sin and, and just an angry human being. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's great. I think even the idea of God being angry at sin makes sense, right? Because mm-hmm. if sin is the thing that separates him from his creation right. and from the people he wants to be in relationship, every time that we sin, we're moving further mm-hmm. from from him, right? And mm-hmm. so that justice of like, I want my sons and daughters back, okay. right? And there's a thing that's stuck that's keeping you from being in close proximity with me. Uh, I, I love it. I love where this conversation is going. Obviously, these are important topics in in the culture we live in, right? We're high anxiety, high, uh, you can name it. Like, I don't need to go down the list. And so I think that the church, that the people of God had this opportunity to showcase to the world what it looks like to be people of peace, yeah. who walk in peace, who have peace, who know peace. Uh, and Pastor Ryan talks about this verse as well, Colossians chapter three, verse 15, and it encouraged us to, to let the peace of Christ uh, rule and reign and be present in our lives. So how important is is peace? I'm not talking about being a peace uh, keeper, you know, where we like just don't just <laughs> but being people who are peacemakers, right, yeah. uh, to promote peace. Because uh, that word gets used a lot, I think, in our yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do we think?
3: Yeah, I think as I've newly entered the adult world, I've been <laughs> brought into the world of conflict, and I, I've really been trying to just think about it, like God, what can I do to be um, Not somebody that skirts around important things, but somebody that can bring peace and encouragement into a situation. And I think the thing I've been thinking about most is whenever you want to say something that's offensive, avoid it, but don't avoid it because you want to avoid the topic. Avoid it because it's for the betterment of the environment. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that old saying, like, if you don't have something nice to say, mm-hmm. don't say it at all. Like, if if what you're doing has no benefit to bringing Jesus yeah. into the room mm. or mm-hmm. to bringing uh, joy or laughter or anything into the room, like, av- avoid it. Like, exactly. yes, it's riling you up. It's eating you alive. But what's the point of saying it if it's only going to bring dissension um, and disunity? So I think that that's my thing is constant encouragement and just avoiding topics that are going to, like, fire people up. Mm-hmm. That's great. for sure. that's great.
0: Yeah, I think a way that I can be someone that promotes peace is by continuously being in God's word, Mm -hmm. right? So I used to work at a camp, guys, um, and one of my friends at the camp used to always say, like, yes, it's important for us to get into God's word, but it's just as important for God's word to get into us, Mm -hmm. right? So constantly having God's word in my heart and, like, my mind just, like, cycling in my head throughout the days that I go through, you know— um, it not only keeps me in check, but it, lo- it allows me to promote peace. Mm-hmm. So in in addition to that, like it's also fruit of the spirit, right? Like love, joy, peace, peace right? So sure. understanding God's word um, and just being able to really live that out, I would say, is important.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I love the idea of peace. Uh, conflict normally scare, has scared me in the past. Uh, as I've grown up a little bit, I, I, I'm not as afraid of it. <laughs> Um, but one thing I learned and it was kind of like this cool moment that I had, I heard one of my friends encourage another friend and then that friend kind of was confused. It's like, Mm -hmm. why, why did you just encourage me that? Why did you say that to me? And I had this like moment, like if I'm not, if if people are shocked when I encourage them, that means I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I need to live on this idea of I'm going to encourage someone at least every single day. I want to bring that peace of Christ with me, Mm -hmm. uh, something I pray is like, Lord, I pray that you would be with me. I pray that you would give me this, this word for somebody that I can encourage them, that I can bring peace to them. Um, I I love like being in the word of God and having the word of God in you. That that's uh, something that I really think is, I mean, obviously important. Um, but bringing peace to others is like, like encouragement is like, you're not going to find some dissension when you bring encouragement to your point. Like whenever you want to say something that's like not nice. Replace it with encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, even on driving, driving is like my friend taught me this. When someone would cut me off or something, it's like the natural instinct is to get angry and then be mm-hmm. mad at them. And I was like, you know what, Lord, I pray for that person. I pray they have a great day. Just start blessing them, and it like changes your heart, and you just bless someone else. So uh, tell me, number one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are number
1: one, especially in South Florida. Oh my, a lot God. of number one drivers
3: around oh,
0: yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of
1: number one. <laughs> Yeah. If you can see me, I'm talking about, you know, like you're first, you're great.
0: <laughs> like, you.
1: uh, that's great. I think we're talking about being people of peace in a world where it's easy to be bound up, even as followers of Jesus. I'm going to turn to uh, page 60 actually uh, for this. Pastor Ryan talks about uh, a life graph. And if you're listening and you've never done a life graph, it's an incredible opportunity. You probably can't see this, but I'll hold this up. It's basically a, a picture of a line and then you go ahead and you graph high moments, low moments. So being born. Yo, that was a high moment.
3: It, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> high moment, right? You don't gotta put it on there. But you know, you think about like impactful moments in your life. Yeah. Maybe where you gave your life to Christ. That mm-hmm. was a high moment. Maybe yeah. where you lost a family member that's that's low, or you know, you had your first traumatic breakup, or I mean whatever. And when you plot it, you see ups and downs, mm-hmm. ups and downs, even with the life of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus comes from heaven to earth, and you think about his life if he lost John the Baptist and who is his family member, and then you know, he was rejected and then he was crucified, but he was also transfigured on the mountain. Like there are all these these moments were high and lows. And that's the reality of life. It's highs and lows. So as you guys think back on your own life graph, um, and again, you can find this on page 60 if you're going to uh, work along. I encourage you to take some time, go through it, pray through it. But as you think about your life, as the ups and downs what have been some some moments and things that God has shown you as you look back over your shoulder through kind of the journey that he's been with you guys.
3: Yeah, I think recently I was looking over the this this small part of my life graph graph <laughs> um and it went from like the peak of my life getting married like to my best friend to going very downhill very quick like I got sick and my kidney was infected and then like a month after that my uncle died and it was like yep. this this roller coaster and obviously our whole life kind of does this but um, recently, in the last four months or so, I really have been thankful and like more more thankful than ever about the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And like, I've had my favorite moments in His presence, on the highs and the lows. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a constant marker that could be written within the peaks and the lows of my story. Is like, you know, even when my uncle died, there were still moments, even at his funeral, where his best friend gets up and tells him his life was changed because. My uncle spoke the word of Christ wow. over his yeah, life and you know what like that's the presence of God telling you that you know no matter your circumstance like hey I'm right here yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I'm whispering in your ear That's amazing mm.
0: Yeah a pivotal moment in my life was um when I was 9 years old I was at this church and you know I got baptized but it was more so like hey you got to get baptized or you're going to hell and I'm like 9 years old and I'm like <laughs> terrified like I <laughs> <Sure. laughs> You know, so it's just cool to look back on that and, like, see how God, like, reframed um, my idea of him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not this big, scary guy that's, like, in heaven, um, but just understanding the gospel and understanding his love better, like, as I got older, was something that, like, changed my life forever, right? So just being able to look back at that specific moment of my life and seeing how God, like, changed it for me to understand his yep. love in a greater way. Um, was pivotal for me in my faith journey.
2: That's great, yeah. Uh, I think for me, uh, it was around 2020 uh, when the shutdown happened. Um, I was graduating high school, so like I didn't all, everything I had planned for my last year like didn't happen. And then uh, we uh, we were inside for the entire summer, and I was about to be going to college. And uh, what I what I realized after I moved, which was a hard move, um, one of the ways. One of the reasons it was so hard was because the, during the entire uh, quarantine, I realized I had no intentional time with God. Mm-hmm. I had grown up in a private school, so I was at church on Sundays, and then I'd have Bible class every single day. i go to youth group on Wednesdays, and so I i guess I just was like, oh yeah, that was enough for that. And so like that entire summer of me not being with the Lord uh, every day led to a very hard move, and I felt like I, I was leaving everything I ever knew. Uh, I felt like the Lord wasn't there, and then uh, I got through that, and I'm so grateful for the family members that that helped me through that. And uh, eventually, when I was praying one night about about it, uh, I just the Lord took me back to one of the nights where I was like, I was crying real bad, and I was on the foot of my bed. I was doing the whole sad like put the hoodie up, like I didn't. In I was oh, all <laughs> in the feels. Uh, I had a playlist playing. It was a Sad Boy. Did you have a blues uh, Oh, you had it. I oh, yeah there? I actually did I, <laughs> but like a sad
1: moment
3: where yeah, like was, someone like in Narnia yeah.
2: like loses okay, is uh, when Anakin too turns far. to the dark side oh wow yeah, okay yeah so I was like super sad and I just remember <laughs> uh, months later at the Lord I was driving and he just put this picture in my head he took me back to that night and showed me like his position he was right next to me having his arm around me just there it's mm. powerful and I remember just feeling so grateful for this like I get to reflect, I get to see that no matter what has gone in my life, on the end of it, I can always look back, oh, he saved me from this, oh, he's pr- protected me from this, uh, there's something that I was in that he didn't like, and he pulled me out, and I'm so grateful for, yeah. like, this chance that I get to even look back and say, okay, because he was there then, I know right. he'll be there in the future, right. yeah. so I don't have to fear, I, don't, I can be confident that God
1: will be there when I need him, yeah. and he always is. Yeah. That's powerful. Powerful. I think that's what's so great about stuff like life graphs and tools because it forces you to look over your shoulder mm-hmm. and see the low moments, the mediocre moments, the high top moments. And when you look over your shoulder, you see that He was there in every season, yeah. every high, every low, mm-hmm. every midpoint, every mundane moment. He was there. He was there. He never was not there. Our awareness of His reality was what was fogged and uh, and fuzzy. And yet, when we talk about living a life as followers of Jesus. Who are being unbound by the grace of God, right. by the, by the mercy of God. We're able to walk freely into what He's called us to, mm-hmm. with our eyes set on the the new reality of heaven in this new life, as as Paul said in Colossians, right? That old life is behind us, this mm-hmm. new life is in front of us, and we're walking it out together. And so I'm really I value these conversations. I've been valuing this this whole uh season because we're talking about what it looks like to live life unbound yeah. and living life free of all the things that grave clothes have tried to to keep us uh, bound by. And uh, the good news is God's always working, right? right. Yeah. There's stuff that's going to happen right after we're done filming this. And there's stuff that's going to happen tomorrow uh, that might end up on a above the bar in the graph or below it. But the frame, the perspective is, yeah. he's with me and uh, I'm, I'm taking steps forward by his yeah. grace. So I'm just really thankful for you guys spending time with us today, talking about these conversations and just believing in each of you so much and thankful for for your voice and your your investment into this conversation and uh, excited to do this again but for those of you who are, who are listening i pray that this blessed you and as uh, you're listening i pray that god is also speaking to you and showing you what your moments are your mountaintop moments maybe your valley moments what are the things that god's showed up in that he wants you to walk a life of freedom and victory and we want you to be a part of that that's why we mm-hmm. do this so that you could be included and a part of this if you enjoyed this if this blessed you if you could like subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go ahead and share it with somebody, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, another uh, friend at college, uh, whatever, but go ahead and share it. We're really grateful that you're on this road with us, but we will see you next time for another episode of the Young and Olding Podcast. Get your book if you haven't, and we will see you next time. We love you.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.